Hey there, goal setting and getting mama in midlife. I'm so glad you are here and that you're ready to craft and create some new goals right here in this community of mamas and mimis in midlife. Call to fulfill our God-given purpose in this beautiful world. Hi, I'm Monica Ludicky, the voice behind the Goal Crafter podcast, founder of Shared Goals Consulting, former six-figure executive in the wellness world, wife, mom, mimi, most importantly, a lover of Jesus. I built this space for you. I come to you eager to help you, serve you, lift you up on your goal setting and getting journey. Now, let's settle in and jump into this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. I'm Monica and I'm glad to be here with you today. Today, I just want you to sit back and relax. You could grab a pen if you want to because what I'm going to do today is make learning really simple. I've already spent the time reading and studying and applying what I've been listening to from Mr. Proctor and the Bible. And so I've got a few of my favorite notes to share with you. Nothing you need to do today except listen in and think about what I'm going to say and then decide for yourself whether it's an idea worth considering or whether or not you think it is something that has no relevance to you. Either way, you're the one who gets to choose what you believe, what you apply, how you learn, and where you go from here. So here we go. The first thing I have noted is that the secret of success is in repetition of an idea. So what that means to me is that the way we learn, the way that we reprogram our minds to overwrite the conditioning that we have received up to this point in our lives is through repetition. Last week, you might recall that I mentioned The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, and that is one of the tips that he had in that tape as well, which is to repetitively listen to things that will serve you. This is one of the reasons why uh, when you're trying to immerse yourself in learning scripture, it's good to go back and review repetitively and pray repetitively the same verses over yourself and your family and your life because you're always wanting to give yourself the best chance of adopting new beliefs that are contained within the scriptures and with these ideas that I'm sharing with you today. Next is let the past go. Let the past stay in the past. If you can visualize drawing a line in the sand and stepping over that line, only taking with you the things that will serve you. Leave everything else, all the poor conditioning, all the anger, all the hurt feelings, all the failures that you haven't been able to learn from, all the bitterness, all the regret. Leave that in the past, where the past belongs. The only thing that you have is today and envisioning yourself in the future. When you see yourself In the future, do you see yourself still carrying a heavy load of baggage from the past? My question is, why do that? Leave the past in the past. Let the past be the past and move forward. 
Next is this great thought. Once you can hold an idea in your mind and you can emotionally feel it, then the only thing missing is its physical appearance. There is a law of gestation which governs this. So this comes, all of this right now comes straight from the teachings of Mr. Proctor in the book, You Were Born Rich, and in his series that he has uh, placed out on YouTube. And I will say that this particular idea is one that really grabbed hold of me. And I have been playing with it and experimenting it with it all year probably before that, but I've really been aware of the fact that this is one of the ideas that I am playing with as I continue to set and pursue goals that are bigger and bigger and bigger each time. And this this particular idea requires a lot of mental investment to hold an idea in your mind of something that you don't have evidence for, that you want to accomplish or see occur in your life can be challenging when you cannot see the evidence. I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but when you can't see evidence of the goal that you're achieving, when the results don't prove out the fact that you are moving closer and closer to your goal, it can be mentally challenging to hold the faith, to believe that the goal is going to be yours. I know you can relate to this because I know if you're a human being and you set goals for yourself, there are some that seem out of reach at this moment in time, despite the fact that you really, really desire to see them occur in your life and the fact that you don't yet see any evidence of it. Well, my question to you is, how much energy are you expending keeping yourself keeping the image of you accomplishing the goal, which is the fun part, how much time and energy are you investing in holding it in your mind, visualizing yourself successfully achieving it, feeling the emotions that go along with it? How much time are you investing in that? Do you need to increase it? Check yourself on this. Do you need to spend more time on this one idea. This idea can be a life-changing idea for you if you get it. You just have to think about it and then you have to decide for yourself, is this an idea worth considering? Is this an idea worth testing? Is this an idea that I've seen others use successfully? And then decide for yourself, is this a way that I want to spend some of my time and my mental energy in service of achieving the goals that I've set for myself. Next idea, this is a big one, talk about it a lot. Write your goals in the present tense on a card, a note card, and carry the card with you daily. And when you think about it, pull that card out and give it a look read the goal to yourself, say it out loud if you can, and just allow yourself again to mentally feel how great it's going to be when you achieve the goal. That's a big one. Every day, write out 10 things that you're grateful for. Now, this is something that um, he believes, Spa believes, opens the channel for good to come into your life. And I, I've mentioned this before in um, some prior business coaching that I took 
this idea of gratitude was a big one in terms of gratitude opening, kind of being at the top of the funnel for opening up the cycle of abundance into your life. If you want to be more aware of all the abundance around you, just start naming off things that you're grateful for. Your family, the love that you have, your job, your uh, children, your bank account, the electricity that is providing you with air conditioning or heat right now, the car that you drive, the friends that you have, the great meal that you just consumed, the awesome night of sleep that has served you so well, the health that you enjoy, the wealth that you enjoy. I mean, you just start thinking about all the abundance in your life and start small if you need to. If you don't yet feel wealthy, we'll start with the fact that you have plenty of money to pay the bills that you have and perhaps money left over to invest. Just let yourself get into a state of gratitude, write it down, and it will automatically lift your mood and lift you onto a, a um, energetic plane, which is thought to, in this world, magnetize you for the good that is around you. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but think about it. When you're in a bad mood, what happens? You fail sometimes to see the opportunity or appreciate the beauty around you. So do yourself a favor, write down every day 10 things that you're grateful for and let that be the way that you start your, your day. And if for some reason you're so busy that you can't add this into your morning routine, then when you're driving to work or you're driving to the grocery store or you're out running your errands, let your mind go to a place of thankfulness and gratefulness and enumerate at least 10 things that you're grateful for. I promise you, you will, you will be glad that you do this. Just a few more today, and then I want to switch over to a few scriptures that I want to leave you with today, which will encourage you as you go about your goal setting and getting journey. So one of the things that uh, Bob often talks about is the fact that for financial goals, we need to control money as opposed to letting money control us. And he goes on to say that in a relationship, and I found this really interesting, in a relationship, whether it be a family relationship, a friend relationship, or a business relationship, if one of the people in the relationship has poverty consciousness and the other has prosperity consciousness, then there's going to be disharmony in the relationship around money. So it's really important that for your financial goals that you're setting and for the, the your health and your wealth and your continued journey in prosperity, that you get on the same page with the people who are most influential, the people who are most important to you as it regards your finances, so that there's no disharmony there, so that you're all moving in the same direction for the financial goals that you set for yourself. He goes on to encourage that we study money with somebody who really understands it. So I don't know who that is for you. And I don't know that you necessarily have to study with somebody in person. There are plenty of resources available on podcasts and plenty of resources available in books 
And um, in fact, one great book that I'll recommend right now um, is by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And the book is called Thou Shall Prosper. And that is one of the best books I've ever read that really talks about money and investing and, you know, basically a capitalism and does it from a biblical perspective. So Thou Shall Prosper is a great book to pick up and read if you feel the need to study a little bit about money. And just remember that money is just a form of energy. It helps us be able to make choices for the things that can improve our lives and the lives of others. It's not a bad thing. It is it is simply an, a medium of exchange. So I thought that was good. And then the final uh, Proctor Pearl that I will leave you with today is to think about this. He said, my mind, which means your mind, is a center of divine operation. And I really like that because we have been so blessed to be the recipient of the ability to think and the ability to reason, the ability to make choices, the ability to imagine, and all of this goodness comes from the divine. It comes from God. And our minds are our operating system, are both our thinking mind and our subconscious mind. They together control all of the results that we are seeing in our lives through the actions and the thinking and the habits that we continually engage in. So I just really like that um, saying, my mind is a center of divine operation. So I have so many more notes that I've taken from Bob Proctor and what I've been studying with him, but I wanted to close today. I want to kind of balance what he has been teaching with what it says in the Bible and a few of the scriptures that I have noted here that I'd like to like to ask you to prayerfully consider as you go about setting and getting your goals today are these from Isaiah 40 31 yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength they will mount up with wings like eagles they will run and not get tired they will walk and not become weary. And then from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I particularly think of that verse. Uh, you remember I was talking about drawing a line in the sand and leaving the past in the past. Well, this is a good, a good verse to claim when you are making a decision to do that. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. This is why when I repeatedly say to you that you and I need to hold that mental image of our goals in our minds and rely on building a big old belief that the goal is, is going to happen goes back to this idea or this scripture in the Bible about having faith. Faith, what is faith? Faith is the assurance of things. 
the certainty of things that we hope for. What do we hope for? The goals that we have set for ourselves, the good godly goals, the conviction of things not seen. Well, we don't always have evidence for the fact that the goal is already accomplished. Our results don't always prove that out. And so we can't just rely on results. We have to continually decide, make that firm commitment to go after the goal, knowing that when we do, that goal is moving towards us in some intangible way, faster and faster. And we just need to be faithful in holding the image, building the belief, and taking actions that would lead us closer and closer to its accomplishment. Also, I want to leave you with this one, Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Now, we don't want to have dry, brittle bones. No, we want to be joyful. We want to be optimistic. Why? Because it is good for us and it's good for everyone who comes around us. So today, shrug off any of the worry, any of the negativity that might be a part of your environment. And today, claim this promise for yourself. Claim a joyful heart. Spend some time doing things that put you in a state of joy and allow that joy to spread to everyone who comes into contact with you. You be the positive person in the room today. You be the leader on that. Sound good? That's my prayer for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now go out and get your goals. Did you enjoy this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast? Or do you know a midlife mama who needs a boost on her goal setting and getting journey? Well, take a screenshot today and share this with her and with your community. And don't forget, I really appreciate it when you take time to give me a review. Want even more? You can find me at sharedgoalsconsulting.com where I frequently add free resources to serve my fellow goal setters and even post up a few of my favorite photos of my munchkins. That's it for today, mamas and mimis. Be blessed.